With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the new Chelsea podcast for season 16-17. Kerry Levy's here. Hello. Daniels and Gary Hayes. Let's get that right. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad yourself. I'm very good, Kerry. I'm fine. Uh, And I I have to say, I'm very sorry to see Gary in a very light-looking sling, but what's happened to your arm? I um, dislocated it doing DIY. I was trying to think of a reason then, but... (laughs) You came out with honesty, which is always (laughs) the worst policy. I know, I know that one. Um, Yeah, cutting some wood and um, I fell and here I am. Here you are. So was it true you're putting together an IKEA cabinet? (laughs) No, obviously not. Was it because you heard on Sky Sports Chelsea you bought someone and you were so sort of (laughs) flabbergasted, you flew... And everything went out the window exactly. and you I fell and dislocated your arm. It was a dis- dislocantation, was it, it when, was. It, when we signed him? See, oh, see what I did there? Well, I thought it was, uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking about Ivanovic and he did it just recently as well, so. Did he? Yeah, in, in uh, Austria on tour, which is why he was out for a little while. Okay. It, it wasn't... Which you didn't even notice he was out, which says a lot. <laughs> exactly, that's <laughs> well, true. Well, right, we were thinking maybe there was a wholesale kind of movement in the back four and that people weren't playing because other people might be coming in, not because they dislocated their arm. That, that would require planning, which I don't think has been happening. But <laughs> So is it as painful as they say it is? Yes. Like, does um, this hurt? Well, <laughs> no, I, I realised my, uh, my voice could hit certain notes that um, only tenors were supposed to when I fell and uh, 
Well, at least you're not getting up to the Sopranos. Is it the Sopranos? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Look. Yeah, yeah. You oh, know. He, he was trying to make me say, I could only get up to this. <laughs> this, I tell you, that's me. He was all like, oh. oh there you go. I, I don't know my operas. Hey, Gary. I, I yes, Phil. I, I hear you've written a book about... Who about? Um, a player called John Terry. Oh. It's, it's, it's rather apt that we're in this room as well, actually, behind the... Uh, Westminster Magistrate's Court, because I think John Terry knows that place very well, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> is that what the book's about? No, unfortunately not. No, th- this isn't a negative book. It's a, it's a positive book um, celebrating his career. So it's just a simple title, um, John Terry, 50 Defining Fixtures. But um, it's just my take on his career and everything leading up to the end of last season and um, why he's called the captain leader legend at Stamford Bridge. So it starts off... Um, looking at how he d- nearly didn't make it through the youth system. Um, was he at West Ham, first of all? Well, no, he, he, I don't go into it that far back, but right. he floated around a few clubs. When Chelsea got him, um, he was a midfielder. And, um, and then Chelsea would I'm an iron as to whether they were going to give him a contract. And then uh, Mick McGiven put him as centre-backs that had no players. And then uh, the rest is history. And he, he stayed there and played about seven or eight games and decided to... To sign him on and keep him as a central defender. Because my girlfriend's a Nottingham Forest fan, and she because he went there on yeah, loan. That, that's, yeah, that's the after my introduction chapter. That's the opening chapter about him. So I did an interview with Jack Lester, who was playing right. for Forest at the time. And uh, Jack so, Lester at Nottingham. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it was well, Les, not Lester. No, I know. But, yeah. Um, You're thinking of Mark Lester? No, he was Les. T E R. I went to school with Mark Lester. I knew he would. I knew he went to school with Mark. He was what, always having days was, off for being in Oliver. Barbara Speaks um, tap dancing academy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he went to, he, when he went to Forest. Um... Where's your ballet shoes? <laughs> They're in my bag, actually. <laughs> right, I'll give you a party, dear. <laughs> yeah, but when he went to Forest, they were in a bit of a, um, a relegation, well, not so much a relegation scrap, but um, they were trying to pull clear of the the drop zone and he came in and um, helps with keep a few clean sheets and um, so I spoke to Jack Lester about this young kid coming in the impact he had and uh, yeah it just goes from there really and then um, as we're playing West Ham on Monday night there's a chapter dedicated to that which became more about Frank Lampard when I wrote it actually because I just wanted to talk about how um, West Ham fans didn't like him crossing London and John Terry being from Barking the new Barcelona on Thames, apparently. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say that, but yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's just a look across his, his career. Uh, there's a little bit of England input, but um, yeah, just a celebration of his career, looking at how his career progressed through matches. So it's not match reports, but it's looking at the context of what was happening to him at the time. And, and you get into the nitty-gritty of all the travel and all this, that and the yeah, other. Yeah, I, 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 I was undecided as to whether I should put that stuff in there, but then I just looked at what was happening with Chelsea at the time and how that impacted Chelsea's matches. And I thought, well, it's, it's not a book about John Terry if he's not including it. Um, and I'm not saying it because I am a Chelsea fan, but I think that the way he reacted around those situations is that the cliché is he let his football do the talking and the stuff happened with Wayne Bridge and then he turns up and scores the header against Burnley, you know, that wins the game the, the, the weekend that that stuff's breaking. You know, and then um, the stuff around Anton Ferdinand, how that affected his career later on, obviously ultimately ended his England career. So it's looking at how his career developed around certain matches. So there's some negative stuff in there, but I think what he's done as a footballer, not judging him as a person, but what he's done as a footballer, he's always you know, had a positive Watch out, it might be a little bit, a bit more of the story of Big Sam as England manager now. 
Yeah, what, bringing him back? <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting as well that um, over the summer when England started off against Russia, he, um, John Terry Instagrammed the, the image of him against Slovenia in the World Cup when he's diving to head the ball and the guy's about to hit it. And he's like, oh, good luck tonight. And I thought it was like a little subliminal message, like, I should be there playing because this team isn't good enough defensively. And then obviously England go and lose matches based on a shoddy defence that maybe if Terry was there... They wouldn't have had so. Oh, he's just saying, this is what you should be doing, boys. And yeah, no, do that's it. that. But yeah, I think it's that. It's like it is a message. Yeah, so, and, and basically that's what the book's all about. And there's a big influence of Dennis Wise and, and Desai in there, um, Ranieri as well, and uh, just how Mourinho came in and took things on. So it's, it's it's about John Terry, but then there's a lot of other. Chelsea stuff that sort of spins around a narrative and pieces it together. All right, then. What about your book, then? My book, I'm working on it. (laughs) Don't start me. Talk about it when it's finished, but, you know, that sounds good. Did he have any input? Zero. Probably I've I've had to put tweets out about that because I've had some people from America messaging me saying, oh, um, can can you get John to sign me his autobiography? I was like, no, it's not an autobiography. So it's just me and my thoughts, basically, and a lot of research. Well, they're always good thoughts. Are you going to send him a copy? Uh, I might do. Or are you going to flog him one? Well, I prefer he bought it. Twelve ninety nine from Amazon, by the way. <laughs> there you go. And when's that out? Uh, August the 15th, the start of the season. Excellent. So, um, perfect. So you can buy it in the morning, read it on the train, and then um, throw it away after the game. <laughs> no, I'm sure we'll be keeping our copies. So I suppose we should decide what we've been making a pre-season. I mean, first of all... We didn't get Conte till very late, did we, Phil? You know, because he was in the Euros with Italy. Were you impressed with him in the Euros? I quite liked the way Italy played um, in the Euros. I quite liked the three at the back. I mean, they were great, those three at the back for Italy. I mean, the way they played as a unit was fantastic. And Yeah, I was impressed by him. And I quite like his kind of madness on the, on the sidelines. I think he's quite a, a character. Um, yeah, and we got him late. I don't know if that's, you know, if I start going into one, that's any excuse for what seems to be a lack of anything. <laughs> well, you know, you, you look at Man City and Man U. I mean, Guardiola didn't come in that much earlier than Conte. And I'm afraid, Joe say, they, they both seem to have had a list and the list has been sorted out. And I'm kind of curious to know whether Conte has provided a list uh, and who's actually trying to action it or do something about it? Because, okay, Kante and Batshuayi. Kante, for me, so far, I'm sure he's going to be one of the best signings we've made since probably Michael Essien. You know, you can take that position back to, say, Makaleli, but I think he's going to do what Essien did in, in his importance in the team. Batshuayi looks unfinished to me. He's had several one-on-ones, not convinced yet, but could come good. But, Everything else seems to be very slow, Gary. I think there's an issue trying to get the right players as well. Um, I know it's not something we've read about, but mm. not that I know anything specific, but I just think that maybe they're struggling to attract certain players. Um, they've been in the market for the wrong sort of player. I think that you see last year the way they pursued John Stones and then now he's gone to Man City. Obviously, stuff like that hasn't helped. Um, I think as well that with Guardiola, he started work right at the beginning of May, effectively. I know he wasn't officially employed, but you know Conte had to wait until uh, the first week of July before he could actually do anything. So he's got two months on him there. Jose knew for a long while he's going to be United boss. Um, so I think that what, signing before the FA Cup final, he knew. <laughs> yeah. 
Ah. Who would have thought it? No, um, I, I just think that we, we, with Conte, the, the club, they, they've brought him in late, and I think that's a bit of a concern. But I think that what he's done since then, in the month or so he's been here, I've been really infused by. Uh, I don't really share your pessimism of it. I think I've seen him change the system a little bit. That's got getting more out of that squad than than what we were, you know, what we saw last season. So I think that's a positive side of it. I think that we just maybe two defenders shy of putting a title challenge together. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not pessimistic per se. I think we've looked better going forward than we did all last season. And I like the way he's trying to work out the shape. But, you know, defensively, I think we've looked really poor again. And I, I, I know that this is kind of one of those pre-seasons where it's not about him working out his team. This is about him learning who he wants and who he doesn't want. Look at Jilly Bodgy, you know. I mean, he played twice, I think, in the preseason. I think, I think and then he played sold. him initially just because he didn't have any defenders. But that is the concern that Cahill was out because of the Euros. He didn't like that his first name was Jilly. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. But he, he looked a bit bodgy. <laughs> but I think if you look at um, those first two games against um, Rapid Vienna and RZ Pellets, was that Jilly Bodgy was playing simply because it, it was means must, you know, that there weren't any players beyond that, which is a concern that if you put that into the leagues, you know, that Cahill gets suspended or injured, there's nothing beyond him. But isn't Vanovic it weird, it's weird though, isn't it, that, you know, Jilly Bodgy, Hector, all these guys that were sort of bought and sort of not played and not thought of much, Conte comes and it's still exactly the same. It's not like he's saying, well, let's, you know... I think maybe he did give him a chance, but then you see the way Gillibodji performed in those two games, you could see... It was always going to be... Yeah, I, I know it's pre-season as well, and it was the first game, and the players had only been back for a week, so you can't look into it too much, but you could just see his technique and his positioning. You know, John Terry was playing game, on the right point. side of him against Rapid Vienna, and their attackers just, just ran rings around him. Yeah, well, it went straight through the middle, didn't they, as well? Yeah, which has been happening a lot. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's going to Akeo and Terry there. Yeah, I, I think a, a lot of that as well, though, is to do what's, yeah. what's in front of them. I think that um, as Kante settles in, it'd be interesting to see how that how that develops. But already he looks a class above. Yeah, I, th- I think if anyone him, we've had in that position over the last three or four years, really. And I, I, I think, think Matic in, was, in the, Matic was brilliant in, in his first eighteen yeah, months. But he's not that he. But Matic isn't doing what Kante does. Matic was a very different kind of player. Yeah, sure. I, and I think that if you're playing the system that Chelsea are, whether he, he plays that 4-2-4 or the 4-1-4-1 that we've seen him play, that you need, Matic doesn't really suit it. Whereas um, I think Kante's, yeah, is more of a live wire and reads the game a bit better. But I think that Matic from the January when we signed him right up until we won the league was excellent. Oh, he was and the best last year he just had. fell off the cliff and that central midfield area, him and Fabregas, was just such a weak point that I think led to the defensive problems we've seen. But still, they need, even if it's but, just, um, you know, one, they need upgrades on the defenders anyway. Oh, well, for sure. But I but, think with Matic, for me, what happened to him last year was pretty much that he got w- working to, alongside somebody his game didn't suit and somebody who couldn't actually do what he needed to do. And I thought Matic was having to do twice the job half the time last year and ended up doing no job, if you know what I mean. I don't think Fabricas is right in that position. I just think it was more a case of teams working Chelsea out a bit. Um, Because when we won the title, they were so dominant in games and they were 
you know, they, they, they might not always control possession, but they would control the tempo, and, and those two in there were an excellent partnership. Whereas in the end, you know, even from the first game against Swansea, when just watching John Joe Shelby just rampaging through the middle, teams had worked it out and they flooded it, and those two could It might do it. him a bit of good, Matic, having someone like Andy no. running round for him so he can take his time and get places yeah. instead of having to dive into every situation. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I think he'll take the pressure off. I think, you know, and I really hope Matic isn't going to be sold because I think that'd be really sad. I think it would work really well with Kante and Matic in the team. I think, See, I, I, I well. think that if they're playing two in there for attacking as he started off doing, you'd be better off with Fabregas just because, one, he's a better footballer gets the ball forward more. I think if you've got that, the, the wingers working almost as wing-backs in a way, but wing-backs on the midfield, I know it's sort of a contradiction on itself, but you know, working in that way that there's more bodies in those areas that I think that yeah, Chelsea moving forward won't be as, as weak in, in that central area. But I think that if you're playing Kante, you need another player that gets the ball forward. I don't think Matic is good enough at that. Mm. Whereas I think Fabregas or Oscar in, in that deeper role. God, both of them. <laughs> You see, I, all I want is to see some surprise this, this year. I w- want to see some change. I don't want to see the same side trotting out plus Kante. Yeah. I, well, I, I think one surprise has been Victor Moses. He's been absolutely brilliant. Well, to be fair, Victor Moses has been the best player in pre-season for three years running. I, f- I think, though, this year he's just seems he to have great. a bit more purpose and he's yeah. got a bit of end product. And... Um, I've been really impressed watching him. And he's, so he's what does Oscar well. do? Oscar plays well in two pre-season friendlies so he can get the contract, get in the team. Yeah. Three weeks into it, it'll be the same old Oscar. That's what I can see, unless yeah, Conte's yeah. got some magic touch on him and, you know, I, I, I want to eat my words with a bloke. And that, I really do. And I think, you know, Fabregas is just too slow and can be a member of the squad. I think, but we need... A, a, a footballing midfielder. I mean, we need a Draxler or I don't a know. Box to box. Like Draxler. Uh, someone that can, you know, a, you know, a, a ball player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Know, Which is what I think Fabregas is, but I know you say he's, he's a bit too slow and he isn't physical enough. And I think sometimes... Unless he can make, yeah, unless he can make it work by everybody doing it all round him. That's the problem. Sometimes players like him, you have to indulge him a bit too much. I, I think, think Kante needs someone year. with him that he can feed all the time. Kante, I mean, yeah, what we've seen of him in the pre-season, you know, he's got that ability to be nowhere and then have the ball. Yeah, and against Bremen, he, he was doing that especially. And, yeah. um, and going back to Phil's point about Oscar, is that that's the concern with him, is that he does these brilliant things and you think, all oh, right, wow, yeah, now, now we know what we've got. Now it's, he's done yeah. it. Yeah, and it's almost like Conte's come in and he's he started off a bit slow and he's doing it, almost showing, you know, Oh, look, boss, this is what I can do. And then, yeah, it'll get beyond the transfer window. And then Chelsea have got to go from September through to January with Oscar, who's just completely off form. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's intriguing that the, the two people we've bought have been sort of one, a midfielder that we've definitely craved. Another is a striker that we need support because we can't rely on Remy, that's for sure. And it looks as though our youngsters aren't going to come through this year. So... You know, but everything for me last year was about that defence. And I, when I look at it, you see Ivanovic, Cahill, Terry, Azpilicueta. How many of those four would you get good money for if you sold them? Oh, Probably Dave. That's it. Yeah. You know, I so. think as well, though, that um, it just needs some new blood in terms of the age because you've got Cahill's, I think he's 31 now, 
Obviously, Terry, 35, be 36 in December. And anybody was in England's back four in that, that uh, European <laughs> Championship. Has got division. to be damaged goods. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I do like Cahill, but I think if Chelsea can get an upgrade for good money, then it would make sense to keep him as a squad player. But obviously, we've got Zuma coming back, but he's not, he's not going to be fit until you know, September. So we're starting the season with four defenders, because outside of, well, four first-team defenders. Because outside of them, we've got Michael Hector and we've got Alorena. Neither of them have made what a... What I'm really hoping, what I was hoping, that we were going to do the three at the back, the three centre-halves, like the Italians did. See, I think that... And we've got rid of, you know... I'd love to try it. I think he realised he didn't have the players to do it. Yeah. And it would have been too much of an upheaval. Because at his first press conference, he made a point of saying that he wants to work with what he's got. Which I think is, is a positive thing, because... I say little money, but in terms of you know the transfer window this summer, sixty millions, you know, peanuts to, you know to some. So I think he's revitalised the squad a bit on you know by by bringing two players in. He hasn't spent a lot, but there still needs to be defenders brought in. You know, because you don't have to, to be concern. a. Bro- I mean, that Italian team proved in a way that you don't have to be brilliant footballer. You know. Mm-hmm. You just have to be a good team and yeah. play to a certain way. Yeah, and know your role. And know your role, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's true, you know, because, you look, in Italy they were saying it's the worst Italian team ever, but Conte has done something extraordinary yeah. with them. And I think that's what he does. You know, so maybe his first thought is, I am going to make Oscar a better player. I'm going to make Eden Hazard stay awake all season. I'm going to make Costa stop arguing, fighting. You know, maybe and I'm going to make sure that William stays as good as he is, but actually gets his final product even better. Maybe he set himself these well, challenges. Well, that's, I mean... Because uh, on paper, I these like are all that. fantastic players. Yep. You know. I think with him as well, um, just seeing the way he works, he looks very methodical on the training ground, but just on the sideline... You know, I was there in Vienna for the, the rapid game and just watching him, he'd only been with the players for about four days and just screaming you know, out of his technical box, you know, running alongside. Um, he brought Baba Rahman on in the game and he was just completely and utterly in his face like trying to get him in position and organising because so much of what he does is, like you say, players have got to understand that system, they've got to understand that role and he is so on it you know, in terms of he's going to struggle at Stamford Bridge, those small technical areas, but... You know, screaming at players, getting them into you know shape, getting them into position, and when they were playing the the four in attack, um, getting William to drop back into midfield to make it a four, and when they were defending, so left two up top. There's a few things he's done that I've been surprised about, like um, Loftus Cheek being a makeshift striker now. Yeah, that was odd. I mean, he's obviously seen something in training, hasn't he? And he thought he'd only seen him for four days, and he's yeah. like playing. I just thought. Maybe he's doing it because he hasn't got any strikers because it's interesting. He, I think Remy's played like one brief sub-appearance and he hasn't given him a chance. You can see he's gone. But, um, you know, bringing Loftus-Cheek in, who's a, started off as a defensive midfielder, became a number 10 under Jose, and now they're asking him to play striker. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been straight. It, it doesn't, no, doesn't add up. Well, it, that's what I mean. I think this has not been about getting ready for the season. I think this is about working out what he's got. And so far, you know, the things we've learned is that it was bye-bye to Pappy. Um, it was bye-bye to Barber. Yeah. And, and then Ola Aina, I love him as a, a player potentially, but he is not at the level that's needed. I think he had a really good look at him. And he has said that about the pre-season, that he, he would know exactly who would be getting rid of now after these yeah, games. And it, so I think it's more that than getting the side ready for West Ham. It was interesting when 
the US tour ended officially, that that's when you started seeing the players leave. You know, Baba Rahman, right at the end of that goes, then Jilla uh, Bodji leaving. You, you'll see a lot more players, you know, I think between now and the transfer window going out, whether it's on loan. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, Kennedy and Matt Miazga didn't go to Bremen. And he's been working with them for a few weeks. I think they're going to go on loan. I think it, it helps them as well. Miazga's played a match and a half against Villa and Swansea last year with mixed mixed reviews on him. And I think Kennedy is not going to do him very well sitting on the bench for another season. So, yeah, I think that it's, it's still a squad that's in a state of flux, isn't it? But yeah. See, I think of him as an exciting player, Kennedy, that, could, you know, that Chelsea should be keeping hold of. You see, I feel it needs revolution, not evolution down there. And that's the problem I have as a Chelsea fan at the moment. Um, uh, you know, I'm trying my hardest to agree with you and say, well, you know, you know, let's see Oscar play well, let's do this. And I think they need a clear out and I think he needs to buy. Yeah, I think they do. But then I think the problem he's got is he's trying to balance it. Of course. In a couple of weeks. So it's, it's a godsend we're not in Europe next season because he's going to be working with these players Monday to Friday tactically and, you know, working as a coach should. Um, but I think that the evolution will become perhaps a revolution next summer when he can really start you know, shipping players out. You, know, you think when Jose first came back, that first season when he was talking about the little horse and everything else, and, and then that summer after was when you really saw the big changes. Suddenly Costa and Fabregas came in, Drogba came back, and then all these other players, he just got rid of them, all the fringe players. You know, uh, Torres left and a few others, and I think that's maybe what we'll see. Maybe I was hoping for a few Italians to turn up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was hoping. <laughs> see, see, just going to your point about Kennedy, though, that looking at if we were playing that 3-5-2, he'd yeah. be perfect on the left. He would. Because he played as a left-back last year. He played as a left-winger. And he's got that en- the energy levels to keep up and down in the way that you know, someone like Giaccarini did in, in the Euros. I know he's playing a little bit more uh, central. But you know, he's got that look about him. But I think as it stands for Chelsea, they're not going to be... Playing a system that's going to suit. They're not going to be gung ho enough. Yeah, are they, to do exactly. It? And you know, he, he, he said to Baba Rahman when he left for Schalke on loan, um, he gave an interview to a German paper about it. And he said asked he attacked why he left. too much. He said, "Oh, I'm too attacking. He <laughs> wants his defence to be solid, and I've got to go back. I've got to go away and work on my defence." So I think you can see the way Chelsea are going to be playing. It's going to be tight. It might not always be exciting, but I think it's about winning games and the panic with the club is not getting in the Champions League again because they're going to get left behind if they don't. Yeah, I think that's right. But that all stems, that whole philosophy stems from having a defence that does its job. Yeah. And I don't think we, we are a quarter of the way there. Sure, it's, the a, it's a contradiction, isn't it? He wants yeah. a good defence, but then he's working with a defence that conceded 55 goals last year. I think Kante's the beginning of it. But then, um, I think he's the first line of defence. I think yeah. you're right. He, he's the beginning of it in terms of getting that structure right. But then... As much as I, you know, appreciate everything John Terry's done, I can't see him lasting a whole season at thirty. Well, apparently, he's injured already, isn't he? He's, he's a doubt. Well, he, he was, that was a knock on his head um, against Bremen, which made him come off on Sunday. But again, going back to it, is if you've got such short numbers that your, your, your number one defender gets an injury, well, now that's you're, it. you're struggling. You're, you're calling John Terry back. a number one defender that was on his way last yeah, yeah. year, in a way. Yeah, exactly. And now, you know, when I saw, oh, he's injured. Who are we going to play at the back? Yeah, which is a concern. And, you know, um, our makeshift centre-back, Mikel, is, is currently on Olympics duty. So I guess it's going to be Ivanovic filling in if it comes to this. And then Ola Reina making his debut 
against West Ham in a massive London derby on the but, opening day of the season. But, I mean, surely Conte must be pulling his hair out. He must be looking at... He, he must see, because you've seen signs of it in pre-season. You've seen signs of why we messed up so badly last year already. And I'm not being pessimistic. I'm, I'm just saying I agree with you that he hasn't had much time to do the clear-out. I agree with Phil in the fact that I think we probably do need a revolution there. Um, but I think he must be frustrated because having seen how he worked his team, the Italian team, they all knew what they were do- doing. They all played for each other in a certain way. And I don't think he's got six elevenths of the side that he would want. I would think that, you know, Man City have bought eight players. Man United have bought whatever, six four. or four, whatever. Anyway, you know, we've bought two and we are cutting it fine. We're going to be a work in progress still in Unless September. Unless it just goes, you know, next few days it goes bang. Yeah, but then you'd, you'd like to think they would have done it if they were going to, you know, have a big splurge of cash, they would have done it so that he had a two-week window to work with him in America where yeah. they're doing these famous double sessions where he's not only getting them fit, but, you know, watching just, I wasn't there, but watching the, you know, the footage of him training, the way he's, you know, actually getting players like their training ground dummies and moving them over, like, you know, you stand here for this and you move there when well, this I wouldn't like that. Anybody touching me? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think you see him and he's, he's, working, he's working them hard, but they, they need some players brought in, you know, to, to, in order to complement what he's doing. Because I think in the four weeks he's been there, it's been fairly positive. It's just, I think he's done well to rejuvenate what he's got. That I just think at the back they need a, a couple of faces. I think they need three. Yeah, I really well, do. I mean, I'm not going to have a go at the goalie, but, you know, <laughs> he's got to perk, his, perk himself up a bit. Or Courtois. Yeah. yeah, I think we need to see a proper season out of him. He's got to perk himself yeah. up. Because I think maybe he's... God, this is hard to say. You know when you're a natural... He's not, I don't think he's a natural goalie. Well, Lodishon's gone now, isn't he? So he, he kind of just left via the back door and no one said anything about right. it. And he's, he's brought in... Conte's brought in his... Goalkeeper coach. So. Good, good. So I think, yeah, he just yeah. needs a bit of work. He's still young, isn't he? And the thing is, he fell out with Lolishon last season, so... Yeah, well, Lolishon was of... Peter Cech's man, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, really? yeah. So you don't, you don't know how much of him not playing well was due to not training properly because of frustrations with Lolishon's methods. You know, there's a load of things that go into it, but it is a season for him that is a big one because, you know, we, we sold Cech on the back of him coming through. And last year, I know he was injured and suspended for parts of it, but he was a massive disappointment. And Czech proved himself to be the better keeper last year for me as well. Yeah, and I think you can look at it that way, but then yeah. I think moving forwards in terms of the future of the club, they made the right decision yeah. for Courtois, think, but no, he ha- needs to show it now. It's a tough one, isn't it, with keepers? Because you can be great at a young age, and then you can go off the boil and then get good again. You know, it's a very strange position and you know yeah I mean it, it, it had to happen with the reputation and what had gone before with, with him you had to go I'm sorry we've got to keep Courtois as our number one so I get it completely I just think he needs to up his game and hopefully he will yeah hopefully with a more solid defence and with Kante in there things aren't going to be as erratic and uh, hopefully um, yeah it'd be a lot more solid the the big concern is Ivanovic in that the problems we spoke about last year, you've seen lesser players doing the same to him. And I don't want to make him a scapegoat for problems, but teams... You know, where did he go? Where did Ivanovic where, where, go? Where is he now? Because he's still there everywhere. Yeah, he is. He, he is somewhere else. But you, you see teams overloading on, the, on their left, our right, and teams have done it in pre-season and he's just really struggled. And the amount of crosses coming into the box just... 
you know, yeah. exposing Cahill He was always a centre-back that was forced into being Yeah, right we signed back. him as a centre-back. Yeah, I agree. Well, he was, he, he, looked, he looked better last season, yeah. didn't he, when he came in and played yeah. centre when Terry was injured. Well, he's got a bit more time then, and people don't run at you, you know. Yeah, the spaces aren't as exposed, and it's not about pace, it's more about positioning. Yeah, you can look, it. you can mark someone. It's yeah. very hard, you know, when the, uh, getting pulled across all the time. Because yeah. it's not natural, because you actually are gravitating towards the centre all the time if you're a centre-back. And you're out on the wide. It doesn't help him. But so maybe he'll play him a bit more there. Yeah. But seeing as we haven't got many more right-backs... Well, we've got a right-back who's left-back. Right left well, yeah. Actually, we don't have any left-backs, do we? Who proved that he's better left-back than he is a right-back. Well, he is now, isn't he? That's a weird thing. I, when he dro- had to switch over last year, he didn't look anywhere as good at right-back anymore. I don't know. I prefer him at right-back just because of what he does... But Again, I'm looking, look at, I'm looking at it the wrong perspective, I guess, but I like him for what he does when he gets further forward yeah. because he's yeah. a better crosser of the board than Ivanovic. Absolutely. And when he's out on the left, you see him cut in so much that he's so predictable that defenders are happy to let him run yeah. to the byline because they know he's coming back on him. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, his left foot just isn't what it should be no, you know, if he's going to be playing in that position. So, no, I, I think we probably, for, for backup anyway, I think we probably need a new right back, a new left back, and two new central defenders then I think we've probably got something to deal with. Because I can't see... Can you see Hector being part of the squad this no. season? Can you see Miazga being part of the squad this no. season? Can you see Olerena being part of the squad this season? Yes, only because... He's uh, there's no one else at the beginning. Yeah, and there's no one else. I think that um, this is... I think we've spoken about this before with Christensen. Um, you know, signing that two-year loan deal where they haven't got a re- you know, recall clause for this oh. summer. And, they despa- and they're desperate and to buy him, aren't they? They reckon yeah. he's the best centre-off. 14 and a half million they've offered for him. See, I, I just look at it, again, I don't know whether I'm looking at it too deep because I have too much time to think about these things, but I think that you see John Terry, when he came through under Desai and he had that, you know, veteran helping the him through. The tutelage of Marcel. And John Terry could be doing that for Christensen right now. I agree. And... I think that Christian should be coming, could be coming in, playing a few games, then you know being benched and you know rotating him with Zuma and Cahill, or you know even Terry at times. Whereas that they haven't got anyone. And so, so who who comes up with these sort of contracts where we go? Now here's a really good idea. Now most clubs who loan out players will have a they can come back in January if we need them, or they come back at the end of this amount of time if we need them. But oh no, we'll do Christensen. Straight out, two-year deal. We can't have him back at any time. Who do you reckon comes up with stuff like that then, Phil? I can't say his name. What? <laughs> well, I know you can't. <laughs> That's what I like asking you. <laughs> but I think, it's, I think it's two people because the, the club always say that it's the managers that aren't making those decisions and that it's a club decision. And who runs those decisions in terms of signing players and the contracts? It's um, Michael Manalo and Marina Granoskaya. So... Those two have got a bit to answer for. I think we, we praise them when we see Chelsea signing, you know, Kevin De Bruyne for seven million and sending him on for a twelve million profit, or you know, like they did with Lukaku. But now those decisions are coming back to to haunt them because we're in the market for Lukaku at sixty eight to seventy million, so we're looking at a fifty million markup on him. We're letting these players go out on loan, you know, needlessly and giving them two years away rather than one where they should be able to come back, work with our coaches, you know. The coaches that Christensen will be working with are better coaches than they've got at um, Borussia Mönchengladbach. So they, he should be here pre-season with Chelsea and then going to, you know, going back yeah. out on loan because Conte hasn't even seen him, so he, he doesn't even know what he's working with. You know, yeah. whereas players like Aina are now probably ahead of him in the manager's thoughts because they're getting a lot more exposure. And you know, I think they're too young for it. But then you've got Jake Clark, Salter, and um, 
Fikayo Tamori, you know, but I think they're they're of that age group just below just just below Christensen, where to to throw them in now is going to be asking so much. It was quite funny watching uh, goals on uh, you know the thing on Saturday where the goals get put in. Chelsea loanees were scoring yeah. goals left, right, and centre for various clubs. There's Tammy Abraham and Casey Palmer, wasn't yeah. It? I mean, and what's happened to Patrick Bamford? Mm, he's a forgotten the great mystery. He's the forgotten kid, you know, the wonder kid. Oh, we're just putting him out on loan. We put him out on loan. It seems to do well at places other than Palace um, and Norwich. And Norwich. It's funny. They, they. It's very difficult for a person to go on loan and and, and come back. Well, even to make it at the club that they go to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because you know you're not one of their players. That's the issue. And then what? What happened yeah. when he went? When Bamford went to Palace last year. Um, Pardew had been trying to get rid of Dwight Gale and a few others, but then they ended up staying. So then they were his players, and he had to. Well, he didn't have to, but he gave them preference over Bamford, and Bamford just slipped so far down their their radar well, that Palace have put a um, bid in for Benteke. They've talked yeah, to Benteke today. But, but the funny thing is, is that the players that they wanted to get rid of last season. Do you want him? Well, I don't say I want him, but. <laughs> If Lukaku's 30 million and Lukaku is 70 million, and I don't know what's, ro- I don't know what's wrong with Benteke. Goal like, scoring record. You're going to tell me there's something wrong with him. Is there? No, good, good player. And his, his scoring record with Lukaku isn't that much different. It's just Lukaku's like the, the flavour of the month, isn't he? And that, that's what Chelsea seem to go for. Well, the thing with Lukaku is, you know, it's, it's a not Chelsea like Costa. Fan. It's not like Costa. Costa wants to play football, don't he? Yeah. All right, fair enough. Lukaku don't. All he can do is score goals. He can't do... He's like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. He can't do anything else, can he? <laughs> Bounces off his shins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and maybe Chelsea needs someone who just wants to score goals and doesn't want to be part of the build-up. I think Benteke's like that as well, though. Yeah. And you see what he did to Chelsea in that Halloween game when he came off the bench. I think it was one all at the time. And then him coming on, just changed it, and ended up be- he scored and they beat us 3-1, Liverpool. But even what he did for Villa, I just think he's gone to a team now that plays in a completely different way to how what suits him at Liverpool. Yeah, they want strikers who can hold the well, ball up, pass it left or right. Say, it's the issue Phil said. He, he, he's a guy who just wants to score goals, whereas they want a guy who wants to play football like Sturridge and Suarez did and like yeah. um, Firmino's trying to do for him and, and failing in that sense. But I think that Chelsea, the system and having that player who's different to Costa... More of a battering We man. need to get it in yeah, the box. Yeah. I mean, we really do need to get it in the box this season, I think. Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, if we're going on to talk about strikers, Bertrand Traore, it's been a very strange pre-season for me from him. Um, he puts so much effort in. And you think, God, he's got everything. And then he shanks one over the top or skies one or whatever. But at the same time, you can see that he's got so much about him. But he's a, he's a real mixed bag. He ain't got it. You don't as think far, so? Not as far as I can see. I mean, he's good. But, but he's not that... I mean? I think... Not that next level. See, I, I think that when he tries the fancy stuff, that's where he gets found out. Yeah. And when he does the stuff a striker's meant to do... And he slide scores, in he at the near post. scores his tappings because yeah, he yeah. finds himself in the right position. Yeah. Both goals he scored in pre-season have been tappings equivalent. Yeah. And I think if he, start, if he focus more on that and rather than trying to be the the fancy Dan and doing all yeah, his skills outside the box that he'd be a better player for it so he's at that stage now where he decides what he wants to be and if he goes the fancy Dan way I think feels right he hasn't got it but if he wants to be a striker then he'll, he'll score the goals yeah it was quite interesting watching him play like with Costa and some, sometimes they'd suddenly find themselves in the same 
spot of the yeah. pitch. I mean, they were playing really... It was quite interesting, because when he was having two up front, Conte seems to like his strikers to play quite close together. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if, how that develops, you know, because um, Andy, who's not here, because he's away watching rounders in America, um, said you can't play... 4-4-2 or with two strikers particularly. He'll say, that's not exactly what I said. So, you know. And we'll he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if that's I'm saying technically... actually can't be here to defend himself. <laughs> well, he never <laughs> said it's it quite it. that 4-4-2. <laughs> but yeah, you, you watch out. Make sure the other arm don't go. But, um, no. So what do we think of Costa then? This, you know, will he go? Will he stay? Does he want to go? Well, I what? don't think it's down to him really, is it, at the moment? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's worth keeping, obviously. Oh, yeah, if he if he would just with go and play some football, yeah, he needs a partner in crime. I think he needs he needs someone to push him as well. Yeah, he does to play every week. So does I that? Think. So which do you... Remy hasn't done. I mean, we're um, everybody's slaughtering Remy now. Remy's, you know, okay, he's been pretty crap, but he hasn't really had a chance or. He's been injured all the time. That's his problem. He's not fit, is he? No. Yeah, he, he seems to score goals and then get injured. Yeah, yeah he got, well, while it's like, he's scoring it. It was yeah. a classic, his first goal, wasn't it, in the Champions Marable, League? wasn't it? Yeah, he scored and, oh, I've got to go off now. <laughs> yeah. That was it, I've done my bit. Thanks very much. Then he, and at the back end of that season, he, um, we, we played Hull and we were 2-0 up and then they came back to 2-0 and then he scored the goal that won it to make it 3-2 and then we played Stoke the weekend after and he scored the winner there. And when we were meant to be playing QPR, we beat him 1-0. Fabregas got that really late goal. And all the strikers are out. Drogba's injured. Costa's injured. And Remy, what happens? Gets injured. You know, and yeah, it's just really Where's frustrating. Where's Pato and um, the other fella? Oh, P- Pato's at um, Villarreal <laughs> He's now. gone to That's Villarreal, yeah. yeah. What about the other fella that Man United dumped on us? Falcao. Falcao. At Monaco having Back a cocktail. Back on the French Riviera. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he's managed to sort the rest of his Because he played career. it two up front at Atletico with Costa, That's didn't right. he? Yeah. That's, That's right. That's Costa played off him and Falcao just was the counterpoint yeah. for it. And then didn't Costa play with Aguero? No, that was too... Was that... If he did, it was when Costa was extremely young and knew it. No, maybe, maybe he did, maybe too... didn't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Aguero would leave him. Was it, it was too the, soon it for was him. the other yeah. two that played. Yeah, no, I mean, they, well, they decimated us, didn't they, in the Super Cup? Yeah, that's when Falcao got his hat trick. Yeah, that's yeah. right. When he so we thought a million dollars. <laughs> so that's when that's when we had one Andy. of those we had one of those Robert Fleck moments and went, oh, he's quite good. Mark him down for when he's really useless and cheap. We'll buy him. But, so uh, right, mate, he might go back. Mourinho might take him back to Man U. Yeah, yeah, Imagine you never that. know. Well, <laughs> his dream to make Falcao great again. Right, that's what he said, wasn't it? Well, you know, that's. Uh, do you find it hard to talk about Mourinho now? Yeah, well, funnily enough, um, when, when I had my gas and air from my shoulder, apparently <laughs> I was saying to the paramedics that Jose doesn't look right in a Man United suit because I'd just been watching the Community <laughs> Shield. I was, I was a bit high. But, um, yeah, he do, he doesn't, just something doesn't look right about it. He doesn't look comfortable at that club. Um, maybe that's because I've got the blue-tinted glasses on. But um, I think, say good luck to him. I think he, he did a great job at Chelsea. He didn't leave on the terms we wanted him to, but... There shouldn't be any animosity from fans to him. He's never done anything that's disparaging, has he? So I think going to Man United, he was, was his. You know, he's, he's a great person, isn't he? And he's yeah. worth yeah. having in the league. But he's entitled to yeah, go yeah. there. You know, the club sacked him. It wasn't like he left us to go to United. That'd be no, different. no, absolutely. He's entitled to go there, and it's just such a place to go. Mm. You know, but I agree. He doesn't look right anywhere near red. No, it's weird. But what do you think, Phil? 
Yeah. Moving know. on. Moving on. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone there now. Yeah. I hope we get relegated. I've said it before. I'll say it again. <laughs> I hope Man United get relegated. Well, imagine that Pogba in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be fantastic. That'd be just what we and like. Not us. So, okay, so yeah, going going to strikers again. Batshuayi. What have you made of him so far? Um, like you said earlier, I wasn't sure if that was off air or on air, but um, about how he gets in positions and doesn't really know what to do with it. He hasn't got the confidence yet. You know, like against Bremen on Sunday, he was through on goal through and he again and... took about five extra touches and uh, just allowed the keeper to set himself a bit. But I think he looks a good player. And he, in but the... he's unfinished, isn't he? Yeah, which, which is Solanke was Belgian and played for another club, we'd have bought him. That's yeah, exactly exactly. what I was about to say. <laughs> oh, we might have even bought Tammy Abraham. Yeah, oh, and he's a little bit older than those players. He's older than those players. You know, he's like twenty-three, I think. But at the same time, is that he's an unfinished player that yeah. we've just spent the best part of thirty-three million on. And Why he's not. We... I was expecting him to come on when I saw that first one-on-one in the first game he played. I thought, oh right, we'll watch this. This will be interesting. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah. fine. And he's done that four times. I think. Yeah, so we, we paid over thirty million for potential. Effectively, yeah. when Doesn't we've make got sense. stacks and stacks of it stuck, stuck in the academy going to Vitesse and elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll come good. I, gosh, believe well, I you me, I want him to come he good. He needs to. Yeah, well, he, he'd exactly. be pl- I mean, you know, all it takes is one kick uh, uh, to Costa and he's our centre forward. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, that's him right. Remy. We don't even have Andre Schurler anymore. See, that's the one <sighs> sale that I don't, I can't, I just can't get over that one. Schurler going. Yeah. Me too. And we, we let him go and replace him with Quadrado. I think Quadrado could be interesting, though. Don't you think he's got something, though? No. No? <laughs> no. We'll see. Oh, this is, yeah, this is a is. bit like, oh, we found... Well, has everybody's, like, we... got, everybody's got someone they hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I, I, found I Gary's weak I'm like, my shoulder's starting to hurt. Oh, Quadrado's just sent you a get well soon card, Gary. <laughs> so you'd rather have Moses than him, eh? Oh, definitely Moses. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, definitely Moses. I think <laughs> He's that... dribbling in rage over here. <laughs> no, I was meaning to salivate about Sherla. But... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> but no, M- Moses, uh, what I like about Moses is that he's an un-Chelsea player. You know, he's, he hasn't got a profile. He's, he hasn't got any big boot deals. He's, you're not going to see him on... You know, um, like Samsung ads or you know Yokohama Tire ads, because no one really wants to endorse him. But he just works so hard, and he gives something. He's a team player, which I think he buys into that Conte he's a bit effort. Better than he look, he's a bit better than a winger, isn't he? He's got something more. No, about he has. Him. He has. He's got and guile about him and strength. And he quick. He gets the ball quickly, delivers it quick, gets it again, doesn't he? And the thing is with him as well is that he's one of those players that's sort of content with where he is in that squad and. He's like, okay, look, I understand that Hazard's the man I've got to give the ball to, so I will. But he'll do a lot in order to get the ball to give it to Hazard or Costa. And I think that we're lacking enough of those players. Does he stay for the season? Well, in my opinion, he should, but this is Chelsea. It's only your opinion that counts. (laughs) I don't think he will, but he should, I think. I I think he will. He just seems to have been played an awful lot. And the players that he played at the beginning that he obviously didn't like have disappeared. And Moses, you know, ended up coming on against Bremen. I, I think he's got a squad place. I think he's one of the few players that has actually come back to the club and I think has secured himself I a think birth. he's your right back when we got three, three at the back. <laughs> there we go. This is it. This is why. <laughs> Phil. You, you remember when Essien went there? Do you remember when Essien was our right back under Jose? and? Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. No, it's true. I, the other one who hasn't done himself any harm in pre-season is Chalabar. 
Yeah, I think he scored, scored a good goal against. Um, I think it was against Pellets that goal, and um, yeah, he's shown himself to be a better player than you know maybe Conte thought. The, the only concern for him though is that he's got in that central midfield area. You've got Fabregas, Matic, Kante now. He's definitely going to be playing, so he's way down the pecking order. So William, uh, yeah, William to potentially move in there. Oscar as well. So I think that you know he's so far down the pecking order against players who have cost. Tens of millions. And I think he's got a part... And I think, if I was him, I'd buy myself a, another midfielder. Who, Conte? Yeah. I, I'd buy mm. myself a tasty midfielder. See, if I could. In, in, in order to do that, he'd need to shift a few of those that he's got, well, which I he think, doesn't look like he's going to do. Yeah. See, which is the concern and, and the disappointing thing about Chelsea is that it seems to be transfer fees dictate who plays. You know, where you've got Chaloba, who's looked good in that area, and because he's a a player that cost them nothing effectively in a field, I'd have invested that money in him coming through the youth system that he won't get the chance. Do you really feel that? I think, he, I think he's shown himself to be all right. And like you say about Batshuayi, you know, if he was Belgian, uh, sorry, if yeah. Solanke was Belgian, we'd be paying 30 million from this summer yeah, and give him a go. So you, it's, it's concerning, really. And yeah, you look is. at those young players and you wonder what their mindset is if they're not, they're not getting the chances. Well, it's become a bit of a joke, hasn't it? This sort of the Chelsea Academy and they win these youth cups and then then no one gets a game anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know, on the whole. I mean, so few have actually come through and made it. And it's well, very strange. Have. Yeah. Apart I, from John Terry. You know, Ryan, I don't mean at our place anywhere uh, right, okay. going on to other but clubs. But just looking at Chelsea, Ryan Bertrand's a player that will probably try signing next season for 20 million. You yeah. Know, because he's had well, another good season at Southampton. We need a left back. Well, you know, you think, I, you again, he was a player I wouldn't have let go. I like Ryan Bertrand. He's a bit, bit um, you know... Of an average player in certain ways, but it's very solid. Yeah, I think that it, he can cross the ball. Yeah, he can. But I just think in the in if you're playing four at the back, a player like him, he's he's a solid left back. He's not Ashley Cole standard, but for what Chelsea have replaced him with, you're just looking, you think you've wasted the best part of fifty million on players, and you had one just sat there that you sold on the cheap to Southampton. Yeah, you know. It's a, but we, as we've said, our transfer system does not work very well. Okay. It, it did at one point, and now it's gone tits up. Yeah, yeah, it has. Uh, you know, it, 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 we buy not enough high-quality, already resolved players for me. You know, I mean, that's one thing I'd say. Andy always says, well, "I say, oh, I like the look of him. He's you know young, got something about him." He says, "Look, we should be buying players that are established players who you just drop into that side and go there. I see where I've spent my thirty million quid, and I think he's dead right. You know, yeah. I think I think out of you know so far, Kante for me dropped him in the side. He just carries on where he left off. Because there's another London club that had that policy, and they didn't win anything for ten years. <laughs> you know, signing players who might be good." And yeah, well, it's Arsenal, by the way. Sorry, in case no one understood. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was ticking most of the other London clubs, but there you go. But that's but yeah. Wenger's policy that's got him in the position he is, in that they don't have enough players of a certain calibre, and it seems that Chelsea might be going that way. Yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, Kante restores my faith, because that's... I, for me, I still am so surprised he didn't go to PSG or didn't go to Real Madrid, and that he came to Chelsea. I think, it's, I think it's a great signing. So, so I suppose, you know, I'm not pessimistic about the season. I'm a realist. OK, we've got West Ham then, so what's your yeah. 11? My 11? Oh. <laughs> well, I, I'm afraid what I've seen in pre-season, what he'll pick, I think, will be Courtois, Ivanovic, Cahill, Terry 
as Piliqueta, then I think it would be um, I think it would be Kante, Matic. Um, four to how many have I got left to go? Four to you've got uh, three. <laughs> I've got four left to go. Hazard, William. Um, Hazard, William, who have I forgotten? Fabregas. No, I don't think so. I think it'd be Oscar. And then I think it'd be Costa up front. So you're saying four, two, three, one? I think he will. I just think he's going to revert to type until he's worked out exactly what he wants to do. I hope not. So I think, I think he'll go with that set, set up that he did against Bremen because I, I don't think he fancies Batshuayi totally at the moment either. No, I agree. Um, I think he's trying to refine him, but... Um, I think it would be, obviously, the defence picks itself um, without naming those players and Courtois, obviously. And then I think it would be Kante in that one. And in the four will be um, Hazard, um, Oscar, Fabregas, William, and then Costa up front. OK. So you've dropped out Matic, Matic. and put in Fabregas. Yeah, but obviously four in yeah. with, with uh, Hazard and William being more like wingers. Yeah, okay. Bit interesting. What about you, Phil? Um, I think <laughs> I agree with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Moses is playing. I'd, I'd love it. And I it? think William's coming inside. He looks better there sometimes as well, doesn't I, he, William? That's a nice so, idea. I like that. I would, go, I would be happy. If I saw Moses with William inside... I'm only inside. doing this to be devil's advocate, really, no, but, but I think it might be nice, William inside with, you know... Yeah, I, I, think, I think it could work. You know, we'll see. So, West Ham, first game of the season, a Monday night. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm, I'm sort of pleased. <laughs> Finish work and go to uh, oh, yeah. I don't have to work in the evenings at the moment, so it'd be nice to go. Yeah. No, nice night. way to start the season, I think. You know, um, the thuggery of West Ham. Yeah, but, you know, just under the lights and all the romance that comes yeah. with it and yeah, the atmosphere and... You know, a hot, sun, a hot Saturday afternoon, I always find that people are too pissed to, to really give a damn about creating a good atmosphere, whereas you turn up on a Monday night, everyone's a bit tense after watching the season you know, start over the weekend. You know, Man United would have probably won, City would have won, so they won a reaction, so everyone's a bit more up for it. Yeah, and Billich did amazing things with West Ham last season. Yeah, um, they, they look good. Well, yeah. no, be a, they'll, straight, they'll make us have to work, we'll have to work to win that game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think just being superstitious, the last time Chelsea started the season on Monday night was 2014-15, and it was against a team in Claret and Blue as well and won the league, so maybe it's an omen. Oh, look at that. Is that Burnley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, now who scored the most fantastic goal that night? Yeah, it was Sherlock, Sherlock wasn't it? Yeah. And it was Fabregas's well, Fabregas's pass. dink yeah. pass, and you thought, this is going to be one hell of a season. Well, it was, and then it just yeah. went wrong last year. Yeah. All right, so predictions. Oh. You know how everyone loves us to do them. This one's for you, too. 2-1 to Chelsea. 3-0 to West Hat Chelsea. Oh, <laughs> God. I thought... That was me last year. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, for 1-0, the Italian way. And uh, I think, yeah, but to Chelsea. Oh, well, I think that's about all we've got time for, is it, today? Yes, I think that is, Phil. Or, uh, um, so I suppose we'll come back next week. We'll come back next week. With Andy. We'll see what happens. We will. You bet be right, Gary.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.